Hey guys, and welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, where I interview the absolute best health and wellness practitioners from across the globe to show you what they do so you can do it too. This is because, like you, I did not always feel that health was easy. I tried different diets, exercise plans, but often felt misled by an industry that really thrives on you not getting healthy and always spending money on the next new thing. Because of this, I'm getting bare naked on health and pulling back the curtain to show you that being truly healthy is simple. Wherever you are in your health journey, I want to show you that with minimal effort, you can get maximum results and do what you love. Play with your kids, go for a hike, and crush it in your business all while feeling great. To give a kickstart, I encourage you to go over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to access my calendar and schedule a 15-minute call so we can discuss what is your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining your health. Remember that I'm a holistic lifestyle coach and that the show is really sponsored by you guys. Each of you that works with me that I am able to take on as a client helps me to be able to keep putting out these podcasts for free. So I just want to thank you, each of you, for your love and support. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Bare Naked Health Podcast. Uh, this is episode 115, and I'm uh, just going to start talking with you today. Uh, okay, this is a very special podcast for me because I'm about to share with you guys my first experience uh, with any plant medicines, uh, namely uh, ayahuasca. Uh, I did it with a uh, local shaman who actually studied down in Brazil and Peru for uh, several several years, actually, and still goes back uh, to this day to work with several, several shamans, uh, many of which are very powerful. And it was an amazing experience. Uh, I, I, I don't even almost know where to start. I have all these notes in front of me, but it's, it's just going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to start talking, start sharing. Uh, I may break this up into a two-parter because this is really a lot for me to handle, a lot for me to even talk about still. And this is a couple weeks after it happened. Uh, but I'm going to kind of give you the rundown from start to finish so that you can have the appreciation of what this was all about, where this uh, all came about. And really it started, uh, one of my good friends um, put me in touch uh, with the local shaman here. Um, and it started out, we just met. We, we he, he actually started, uh, kind of put me through an interview process, if you will, uh, to see that I was ready for even something like this because he is that serious about it. I mean, this is something that he brings to people to, to, to share with them. And you can tell just how serious he is about his craft and really just helping people in general. So I could tell within that first minute of meeting him, I mean, this was going to be uh, an amazing process. Uh, so after that, we really just uh, kind of scheduled uh, our, our our journey together, uh, our, our uh, plant medicine um, experience, if you will. Um, and for when working with him uh, and when working with ayahuasca, there are going to be certain foods that you have to get away from uh, because it can be actually very dangerous to be eating certain things at the time. Uh, but also as I used it as a, uh, bit of a cleansing technique, a cleansing, um, uh, 
to prepare my body. Uh, he 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 requires all of the people that he works with to wor- uh, go on this diet for at least one week. Uh, I did it for four weeks. Uh, and really, what was this diet? Well, it was a strict vegan diet and about as bland as you can imagine. So I ate nothing but bananas, apples, kiwis, like plain lettuce, uh, boiled potatoes, boiled beans, whether like chickpeas, kidney beans, whatever it was, and some rice. And I think that was about it for four weeks. Uh, in that time, I lost about 25 pounds. Uh, I mean, I could eat a lot. Like, I was actually able to eat quite a bit. But it was weird, like, being on such a high-carbohydrate diet. Uh, I don't know that I've ever done it quite that extreme where I had just only a little bit of protein and just very, very small amount of fat. Uh, I started off, like, during the first week, I had some avocados, actually. So I did have a little bit of fat uh, to start off. And once weaning off that, it was kind of a wild ride. Just something I was not prepared for. Uh, I don't think I was actually, I just wasn't expecting to lose that much weight in such a short period of time. I actually uh, only lifted for about heavy. I actually lifted very heavy for the first two weeks of that. Uh, Backed off. Uh, a little bit on the third week and really didn't do much more besides some body weight work and some movement prep on the week leading up to it and really just got my mind right. I mean, I had my intentions going into it the entire time. I was That's what all my meditations, my Tai Chi practices uh, were focused around was just setting that intention. And setting the intention, uh, that's another thing. Like just that sole focus helped create so much abundance around my focus uh, in general, even before the ceremony, which I think is is part of the benefit of it all. I was just able to get so just in that right mindset. Um, and it was really about bringing the abundance of happiness, uh, the abundance of love, uh, the abundance of money into my life. Uh, and I definitely noticed a change in all of those throughout that time. So I'm still appreciative of that experience. Uh, going back to just some on the diet though, um, and, and the lifting, I still hit uh, a PR during this time on a snatch grip deadlift at 505. And this was after I was down, this was like two weeks in, I was already down about 10 pounds. Uh, and I was pretty pumped about that. Like I really didn't lose a lot of strength, uh, which is something I'll go into when I start talking about, uh, the, the experiments, the the experience, excuse me, in the ceremony, uh, which was pretty wild, but really, I mean, besides the mental preparation and focus uh, around the ceremony and setting my intentions going in, the other biggest point that I took from this was a new appreciation for food. Now I've done some small fasts before and I've had just an amazing appreciation for food in general, right? Like there's nothing that tastes better. And I can't imagine people that have gone weeks without food, that type of thing. Like they, I, I don't have that appreciation. No. Uh, what I do have is the appreciation of flavor in food. Now 
I didn't use any spices, didn't use any cooking oils. I mean, no salt, nothing for a, a month, basically four weeks. Holy cow. When you come back and just have some food, oh my God, does it taste delicious. But I'm not talking about just food in general tasting delicious, delicious excuse me. I'm talking about just like the, even something I had uh, a little bit of a uh, lemon tea, uh, or like actually just hot lemon water the morning after the ceremony. Oh, so, oh my God. I, I, I am I'm still at a loss for words. I can still taste that right now as I'm saying it, that I've tried lemon, hot lemon water since and it tastes good, but it still does not taste like that first time that I had something where I was just like, oh my God. So I can still have that appreciation for it. And believe me, if you just haven't even gone, tried something like a week where you just ate bland, boring food, uh, you have to do it. You have to do it. I, I, I remember Tim Ferriss talking about this on the show, on his show, um, when he talks about just stoicism and just eating like rice and beans for a week or whatever it is in a month, like just to show that you can do it. And now I know what he means when he says that, like, what's the worst thing that can happen? If I just had to eat this every day, like whatever, I can get through it. Um, but you don't have to eat that every day. I, I don't have to, uh, and having that appreciation now and knowing like what going a month with just like the scantest affair is like oh man do I have an appreciation for it so the whole prep work um uh, doing this for a month I I would definitely do something again where I put this amount of prep work into it a week would have been very good for my first ceremony like I would have still done very well it would have gone I'm sure well um just working with the shaman that I worked with, I mean, he was just unbelievable the entire process. Uh, but to do the preparation work for a month, uh, and even where he talked about it, it was like eight months or maybe over a year. I, I don't remember exactly how long he did it for. Uh, he still follows fairly similar to this day, but he'll I think he has a little bit more flavor in his diet, but still does a strict vegan diet. I... I cannot tell you how much that helps uh i think with the entire preparation for something as amazing as this experience uh, but moving on here let's let's kind of get into the experience itself the ceremony itself and maybe like where i'm at like what i've gone through uh since that point so really walked like it started off hey we just kind of went he he has a room set aside specifically for this uh in his home i mean where we met uh and you could just tell like walking to that room like this whole house is pretty pretty amazing i mean all the grounds everything are you have a special feeling just being there right and that goes exponentially in this room uh you could tell that there's something special about it um but we start off just very relaxed i mean uh we talked uh he was smoking mapacho 
which is uh, South American tobacco. I mean, I think it smells delicious. I had no problems with being around it. Um, it was a little harder for me the next day, actually, like I could tell, uh, because I did have, I did smoke a little bit of it um, during the ceremony, but just being around it, being in that, like I could tell my lungs were hurting a little bit the next day. Uh, but I'm not upset about something like this. I think it was it was part of the experience for me, uh, so I really appreciate it. But it was it was a very relaxed start. I mean, we talked about hey, what we're planning on doing towards the end. Um, like as he just kind of explained everything to me, but it was just a relaxed conversation, just kind of hanging out, just chatting like two guys will do. I mean, nothing in particular, but really just enjoying each other's company and. You could feel that full presence, uh, I think, from both sides. I I felt that I was really absolutely 100% there with him, and I felt that he was the same with me. And that was just a special, I think, start to the evening because you have to understand, too, I got there at 7.30 at night, and I don't think we started anything. They started the ceremony before about 9 at the absolute earliest, uh, which is pretty wild for me uh and i'll tell you why more as we go on but you gotta remember like 9 30 is a late night for me to go to bed uh and really i didn't sleep more than maybe an hour or so this entire night uh for the experience but kind of getting back to the ceremony so he saged the entire room uh did some i guess blessings if you will uh calling on certain spirits uh he did a I guess a cleansing of my body with smoke, um, top, bottom, front, back, left, right. I mean, you name it. Like, so I, I was again, like kind of covered in smoke, but you could feel this special something, especially blowing it through the top of the head, uh, which is a very sacred area. I mean, in many, many different cultures, uh, of course, each one I'm sure is different from its standpoint of why it's so special but i i think it's just across the board like you just see that this is an amazing area of enlightenment to the body really after that i mean it was it was it felt very quick like very brief setup after like we we talked about it so it felt prepared but then i I was expecting a very long ceremony but i didn't realize uh which i thought was cool like the ceremony is the ayahuasca it is the plant medicine. Like she is the one that we are to learn from. Uh, so it's preparing for her, getting ready. And that's, I didn't realize that's what I was preparing for. I thought I was preparing myself. I would, no, I was preparing for for her uh, to, to have that appreciation to really get the most and learn from the plant. And that's, that was the beauty of it. Like, what ayahuasca has to teach um so we you did the cleansing and then um got other things that were uh more for protection uh for against any spirits um just uh, again it was all part of the ceremony yeah I, I encourage you to experience it for yourself i don't want to go into all of necessarily the ins and outs because i don't understand that part of it enough i'm not the trained shaman yes I've I've studied shamanism, but this is not my expertise, uh, and that's why I went to truly one of the best to do this. Uh, and after this, 
we drank the ayahuasca. Uh, I actually thought it tasted decent. Uh, I still have a maybe a different feeling of that now. <laughs> um, I, I enjoyed it though. The the first drink, uh, it was it was strong. I, I have nothing to compare it to. Uh, I I'm not even going to begin to. Um, besides maybe like you could tell that it was very earthy. Uh, <laughs> but really, after we drank it, it was kind of just setting back. Um, we just had our like our own areas uh, and kind of let the show begin, right? So I chose to lay down, uh, and I'm no, no. I actually sat for a little bit. Uh, I did smoke some of the mapacho, just trying to get uh, set all my intentions, get everything right, uh, and then I laid down. Uh, I I was happy that I laid down because I feel like for myself, uh, and this goes for meditation as well, I don't enjoy sitting for meditation. I enjoy laying down. Whatever reason, that's what works for me. I feel much more relaxed, much more at one, I guess, with myself, with the universe. Uh, So I laid back and closed my eyes and just kind of let it go. Uh, And at this point, I mean... I just drank ayahuasca, so I'm like, okay, well, what's what's gonna happen? And uh, it was explained to me like how it would at least possibly go right because everything's going to be a little bit different. So I'm just feel like I'm waiting and waiting. And I'm thinking about all these things, and I'm just feeling loose. I'm feeling good. Uh, so I'm just waiting, and what felt like an hour uh, goes by, uh, and I asked the shaman if I could. <laughs> like I was starting to feel good, but didn't really know, uh, but asked him if I could have another drink because this was part of. It. He said, "You're welcome to partake as much as you care to, uh, in in the drink." Uh, so when I finally asked him, uh, he said, "Yeah, I know you've been thinking about it for a while now. Why didn't you just say something?" Which absolutely blew my mind, and this just I think set the stage even more so for the entire evening, uh, showing that. The total consciousness of us all, right? He was in my head and he knew what I was thinking because that's what he's there to do is to go on this ride with me to help me along uh, uh, any of the encounters that I might see, what it, whatever my experience, anything that I need help with. That's what he is there for. Uh, so, But he knew I was thinking this. Like, He was ready to just give me the next shot of ayahuasca as soon as I was willing to ask, but... It was, it was a very, um, that part just made me laugh that he knew exactly I was waiting for it. He, he even said like, yeah, well, why, why were you waiting so long? You've been thinking about it for a while. And it just almost made me crack up. Right. Uh, so had, uh, another drink of the ayahuasca and shortly thereafter, uh, a wild ride, uh, certainly ensued. Um, one of the things, and I, I still find it funny now is. I guess because as I'm recording this, uh, it just kind of happened um, or just uh, occurred this past weekend was the world's strongest man. And I now know what it's like to be the world's strongest man. I had the experience um, with past champions, with present champions, uh, to be able to stand on the podium, stand above them, stand below them, Um uh, lift exactly what they were lifting and this wasn't like i've dreamt of 
I don't know that I've dreamt of lifting weights before, but I've definitely processed and thought of lifting heavier and heavier weights with any of my visualization sessions or even if I'm meditating, doing Tai Chi. But never have I had that experience of knowing what it's like to lift anything that I wanted. And I felt that. I, I don't know how else to explain it, but I experienced being the world's strongest man, which I think this is a pretty cool thing for me because I love the whole sport of strongman, but now I realize like there's more to it. I, I'm going to continue to pursue the sport. I, I love doing it, uh, and it certainly is an amazing thing for me, but now I know what it is. Now I know what it is that I'm pursuing uh, that I can continue to chase, and yeah, I've I've been there. I, I am the world's strongest man. I've gone through that. Uh, so I can say that for myself. Um, and I can truly feel it. Uh, I don't I, I, I don't know what else to say about it. It was just an amazing thing. And it was just one of those very vivid in my mind standout points. Uh, the other, uh, not the other thing. Um, one thing was, like I said, this room was very different. And it felt very cold. Uh, the entire time I was actually still cold until maybe, like I said, this started, we started around nine, um, at night, but I mean, until pretty much the next evening, maybe five, six o'clock in the evening, I was still cold. Uh, I don't know if this was a spirit, what this was, but something was part of me where I was just freezing, uh, and I, I don't know what that was about, but it was something that I think was good for me to experience because it was almost a bone chilling cold. Now that I'm thinking about this right now, uh, again, I'm still processing all this and it's already been a few weeks since I've done this. Um, maybe, I, I don't know, maybe that's something that I've experienced in a previous life. I'm going to have to prepare for again coming up. I don't know, but it was, it was pretty wild. Um, another thing I'm looking at my notes here on the screen and I met my to be son. Um, I was, I was able to travel into the womb and, uh, I don't want to say talk to him, but communicate with him. Uh, and to know that my wife and he are going to be fine through this pregnancy. I had this amazing reassurance and I'm happy to have that. Uh, it's just making me smile right now, uh, knowing that they're going to be okay. It's going to be challenging, yes, as as I think the whole uh, process is of life. But it's going to all be okay. Uh, and getting that just communication. And from there, I was also um, able to move, I guess, like a baby in the womb. Uh, this was something that I wanted to talk about. Like, I had a very snake-like movement going on, a very rhythmic movement, and I can only kind of reproduce it now. Like, I could do it seated, I could do it lying down. Uh, I can't really do it now anymore at this point. I just had this wave moving through me um, that was almost consistent for just, uh, I don't, again, I don't know how long. My perception of time with all this is very, very skewed. It might have been an hour. It might have been longer. I, I really just don't know. But it was this wave-like movement where I was just, 
kind of rocking back and forth. Uh, and that's just how I moved. Uh, so I don't know if that was me feeling my son, me feeling what it's like to move in the womb, but nonetheless, it was, it was pretty cool just to have that. And I think part of that was like a lot of this snake-like slithering interconnectedness that I saw throughout the entire universe. Uh, that was something those types of visuals started later on in the evening, uh, or later on in the night, but I could see the interconnectedness of it all. And when I say of it all, I am talking about absolutely everything in the universe being interconnected. You and me talking right now, you can feel there's that connection. I'm down in my basement right now. I mean, everybody's upstairs getting ready to go to sleep uh, or are sleeping. And I can still feel connected with them. I, I have to bring myself into that presence, but now I know how it all comes together and it's just a wild feeling uh, and a beautiful feeling. And I have this new appreciation of the plants and animals, of of you and me, of just, again, my friends, my family, um, any and everything coming in contact with. I can slow down and have that appreciation, have that connection with it all uh, and not even bat an eye at it. Just like, yeah, that's exactly how it is. And I'm starting to understand more and more, um, I think, what ayahuasca had to teach me and still has to teach me. Going off of the interconnectedness of it all, um, I think this was one of the things that I picked up on uh, that I was meant to learn about just based on some of my intentions. And I don't know how to describe this, but I had this realization that money is free flowing uh, and you can make it and just share it and just take as much as you want and just give it away. And I had this visualization. I, this is still during the ceremony and I'm standing in the phys in physical therapy clinic that I work at. And I just had this line of patients just out the door and all the, I have three treatment tables that are, all full, uh, and I mean, there are just people just waiting to get and see me, and just like banging down the doors, and I'm helping them one by one, and just boom, 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 and I'm truly helping them, and then they're giving me stuff, and it's not always money, I mean, it's just, I'm feeling more and more full, fulfilled with this, I, I'm getting foods, I'm getting gifts that people made, I'm just all sorts of things. And at the same time, I can like see this all building up and I'm also giving it away. I'm giving it to my friends, my family. I'm giving it to other patients. Uh, I'm giving it to people that live down the street. I mean, what do you name it? I'm giving it to, to the rich, to the poor. Uh, I, I don't know what I'm giving them, but I'm giving them what they need at the time. Uh, and this is just, this is the sharing of what I do. And that's what I kind of am feeling the money is. It's that it's just a transference of feelings of, of whatever it is that you have to give. It doesn't again have to be money. It's you, you're trying to share that appreciation and just 
thanks and gratitude of what it is that you have, what it is that you can spare for yourself, for your family, uh, for those that are helping you. And I realize now that I want to give more away. I want to be able to take in money and help people. I do. Uh, I want to keep some of that for myself and my family. Yes, I absolutely do because we still need it to an extent. But then I want to be able to take more money and help more people (laughs) and more people. And it's this wild thing. Like, I want to just set up certain things where, hey, I, I don't necessarily want to run it, but I want to be able to give that transference give that that sharing that love that gratitude to others um in the form for me it comes down to food and shelter i mean the some of the most basic human needs um and i just want to i don't want to go about figuring it out because i want to be able to still share what it is that i have to with the world uh, and give what i have in the best way possible which i'm starting to get refined on that and i do want to touch on that but not right now Um, but I want to be able to give more then because the more I can help with that the happier and more fulfilled I can tell that I'm just becoming Uh, the more that I have to share and just try and get other people to this absolute state of bliss Uh, so that's I kind of learned about money and about I don't know about life and giving and receiving and it was a pretty amazing part of it all Uh, and there's more to it than I can ever begin to expand upon here Um, I'm getting this is this is really getting to be a lot for me to explain so I'm going to go on to one more point uh, and then I'm gonna you're gonna have to stay tuned for a part two uh, because there still is a whole lot more to it here Uh, but I can only give so much of this at a time Um, more because of this is a lot for me. This is a lot to still process to this day, Uh, but I want to be able to share with you guys. Uh, So I'm going to end on a little bit of a lighter note here. And I got the giggles during this too. Uh, I started off like really trying to keep it soft, like, (laughs) uh, like these just little, little shirt bursts. But then after a while, I was cracking up, like just laughing. And here's what it's like. I was realized that I was laughing like a baby. I know now Cooper, like he's closing in on two years old. And when he just goes off laughing, like you could be tickling, you could be playing with him, uh, whatever it is. And the giggle slash laugh slash just most amazing noise that comes out of his mouth that's what I was experiencing. I know what it's like to feel that again. Oh my God. I don't, I, I, I can't tell you what that was like. Uh, I don't know what I was laughing at. I have no clue what was funny at that point. I do not remember anything about it besides, holy crap, this is the funniest damn thing that's ever happened, ever. And then it would cease for a little bit. I think I went into some more thoughts And then I'd come back to it. And it was just this back and forth and back and forth. 
laughter and feeling of just absolute bliss and amazement and just hysteria. Like nothing could be funnier. This was whatever the funniest joke on earth is. Like I was hearing it over and over. I was at the same time being tickled, but not in an uncomfortable way where you wanted it to stop kind of thing. Like you're just like, Oh man, this feels good. This laughs, but you just keep going and going. And then it would die off for a little bit, but then it would come back again. Uh, so it was, it was wild. I, I don't know again where that even came from. That didn't last the entire time, but it was on and off for again, maybe an hour. Like all these experiences, I I really have no perception of time. I know that the experience in total went for probably three, four hours. Um, and, and like all of these had like longer periods of time that they took place. Um, but the the lighter note yeah that was it was take the funniest thing you've ever heard and just start multiplying it and multiplying it and multiplying it like over and over and over by 10 by 20 by a million by a thousand like whatever and just next time you see a baby laughing and just truly laughing down into the belly i'm not talking like going to see a comedian like it's not it's funnier than that it's better than that oh my god it was amazing uh, either way, I hope you guys have uh, appreciated this up until this point. Let's call this maybe the halfway point. I don't know how long the second half is going to take, but this is part one. Uh, me sharing about my first plant medicine journey with ayahuasca, um, an amazing local shaman that I got to work with. Uh, so stay tuned next week. Uh, I'll try and drop uh, part two in on you. Uh, I'm gonna have to have to prepare for that because this has already been not a draining, but it's, it's a very emotional thing for me to do, uh, to talk about. And I really want to give you the rest of the story, share with it all, share it all with you guys, uh, because I think you'll really be able to appreciate it. Uh, and I hope that you can appreciate it. And I hope that you get something out of it. Um, because the amount that I learned, uh, the amount that ayahuasca was able to teach me, I said, is still, showing its light every single day. Uh, and I appreciate it more and more and more and more every single day. Uh, so that's it for this one, guys. Uh, make sure check out next week. I will try and share with you the rest of the amazing, amazing experience, uh, that I am still on that. We are still on together. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to head over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to check out the show notes for today's episode. While you're there, go to my calendar and schedule a 15-minute call so we can discuss what is your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining your health. Remember that I'm a holistic lifestyle coach and the show is sponsored by you guys. Each of you that I work with helps me to be able to put out podcasts like this for free. So thanks again for your love and support. Finally, if the show has helped you out in any way, please head over to iTunes to give the Bare Naked Health Podcast a positive comment and five-star rating. This really goes a long way in getting the word out with how simple health can be and helping to share the podcast with others. So thank you.